0: How's it going, Katanning? We are back, episode four of the Katanning podcast. Very excited to have with me today, uh, Mr. Mike Rizzo. And uh, Mike, so many things. I got like former interim mayor, coffee entrepreneur, employee of the documented best company of Katanning, <laughs> DKI member, flag creator, city promoter. Am I missing anything?
1: Well, I mean... I I don't think former intern mayor would be my first choice (laughs) of things, right? Most people, a lot of people, um, well, a lot of people know me because I used to do football games uh, on WTYM radio. And I used to do a show on Family Life TV that's been, I think, over seven years ago now. But people remember me from that. And then um, I I think a lot of people know me from uh, just working in, uh, well, not so much in Catan, because most of my work has been, in pittsburgh or on a national level not uh, not locally but uh... I ha- certainly i came back here to work for cwm but a yeah. lot of people um, who know me and my connections and stuff are in the advertising industry across the across the country
0: that's one of the things i really like about you. you're you all over the place as far as the country and regional and yeah. all that, but you're like carrying the katanning <laughs> flag wherever you go promoting katanning wherever you go i think that's awesome so um, so I didn't know you did the, the radio thing. You did that for how long for WTYM?
1: Uh, I did that probably for about four or five years. I did games, uh, okay. anything from softball to basketball. Um, football games. That's awesome. Um, so, yeah, that was a lot of fun, and uh, it kept things interesting for me.
0: Yeah, so that would have been right before I came to Catania, because I moved here about seven years ago, so you probably stopped right as I came. Yeah, I think so.
1: my last game uh, was when the, the final game uh, between Catania and Fort City, that was my final Oh, okay, so that wasn't too long ago. Yeah. yeah. Just a few years ago. But,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah, I love that story, too. But that's not that's for topic for another day. Yeah. So. Uh, tell me a little bit more about yourself, you know, what's your history with the city of Catanning? What was your childhood like? Did you grow up here, went to school here? What, yeah, well, what made you into the first place? It's funny, so it?
1: I, you know, I'm from the borough of yeah. <laughs> okay. I actually grew up and I actually, um, one of the rare people that actually went to school never had to leave the, um, the borough through high school. I went to St. Mary's Catholic school, oh, wow, which okay. no longer exists. Uh, unfortunately, uh, through eighth grade, so you know I could walk to school there, and then certainly I could walk to the high school, and so I never knew driving on a you know on a bus. Right? That's awesome. <laughs> um, you know, so just growing up in Guntown, and I think you know going to the Belmont in the summer, and um, you know just playing a lot of sports, um, you know, baseball and then basketball, and it was always in soccer and always doing something and being at the Y, uh, which I still am. Yeah. Um, not enough, but uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that, you know, a typical kind of uh, childhood growing up in, in town. And, uh, you know, after that, I went to Gannon uh, University. became came uh, to study uh, computers, uh, computer science. Okay. Um, and then from there, came back to Catani mm-hmm. uh, and worked in Pittsburgh uh, up until about a year ago. Okay. So what what university did you say? Where is that? Dan, like? which is in Erie. Oh, in Erie, uh, okay. Yeah, so it's it was nice, uh, a lot of snow, but when you're in college you didn't mind it. Absolutely, uh, yeah. <laughs> when, you, when you have to commute to work, then you do mind it, but uh yeah. Yeah. Well, very cool. Very cool.
0: And I I wear a lot of hats, too. I know that you're all over ta- town doing so many different things. And uh, I was just wondering, with all the different stuff you have going on, you know, my dream job would be to have, like, a million YouTube subscribers <laughs> and just be able to make videos every day. That would be my thing. But if money was an issue for you, is there, like, one thing that you're doing now that you would just take and go with it?
1: Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that uh, – geez, it's a tough question, right? I do It's <laughs> something I don't uh, – I, I well, first of all, I – I love uh, working in Catania. Yeah, right. So for working and commuting uh, for much of my career, for all, virtually all of my career, mm-hmm. um, you know, I certainly uh, enjoy working in Catania. Uh, I'm a huge fan and huge optimistic, uh, hu- huge optimist about what CWM can do and what we can grow into. Yeah, I certainly wouldn't have taken a job there if I didn't think the company could could double really in size in a relatively short period of time. Mm -hmm. I think it has an opportunity to be a national player. Uh, You know, my hope is in a few years, we're the biggest company in Armstrong County. Uh, I think we have the potential to eventually get there. And, um, you know, a lot of people don't understand the water industry, but you know, we like to say that it is the petroleum of the 21st century. Yeah. Uh, It's essential element. Um, There's so much going on, so much that we haven't even really, most of the world doesn't know about water. and there's just so much coming down uh, the pipeline, literally, yeah. <laughs> uh, when it comes to when it comes to water. Um, so I'm really thrilled to to do that, and I think that the mission of the company to protect the water resources is a, is a really good, uh, really good cause. So it's great to get up and go to work every day with that kind of yeah. as your mission. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, so I'm super pumped to work for CWM. I think we have uh, a ton of potential, and um, it's exciting. We're growing and uh, we're uh, just it's exciting times there so I think that's really good and I'm really happy with that yeah um, yeah I mean you know the other thing I think I look at now that uh, it's interesting because I've been kind of a, a renaissance man per se that I've dabbled in this and dabbled in that and, and um, you know which has been fun right I don't think I, I would, I would uh, uh, do anything differently but yeah. I, I've, I've gotten experience a lot in it and I've been involved in a lot of different things um, I, I don't I wouldn't prescribe that to everyone because I think, uh, you know, that might not be the best career path for everyone, but it uh, certainly uh, was unique and to this point has worked out pretty good for me. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, um, my outlook and stuff has changed a lot recently, I, you know, with having a family. I think that, um, you know, I like to um, – I've been starting to understand that it's really not um, – what you do, but it's what you do for others, I think, is the long-term impact that you have. Oh, yeah, for Um, sure. I think Winston Churchill coined something like, you'll ultimately be judged by, you know, what you do for others um, and not what you do, Uh, which is a slight nuance, but very important. Um, So, yeah, I mean, uh, my goal, like I said, I think everyone's goal really should be to kind of have a good impact uh, on society and and give back as much as you can. Absolutely. Um, So, yeah, so, I mean, uh, as long as I think that – I live a positive life and raise a couple good kids and have a good family. I think that's that's the the priority for me.
0: Yeah, and it's like this balance. I feel the same way. I as much as I say that that I would like have a YouTube channel and go do that, I think I would still be missing a part of me. Would be missing and not doing like you know active work in the community and doing those kinds of things because I think that it's so important to be engaged and, and present in what you're doing. But um, I like. I like having the many different hats. It, it like fuels me to like go around place to place and I feel like you're kind of the same way. Yeah,
1: and I'm I'm trying to somewhat cut back. So I, I I'd, <laughs> I'd like to cut back and be able to focus a little more on some bigger things and certainly there's so much going on at CWM and now having two two-year-olds. Uh, it's it's um, You know there's only so much time (laughs) yeah you've got twins at home right yeah yeah
0: yeah so you're in a i have four kids they're all but they're all different ages so like some of the older ones can help but you just have two that are working together against you at all times so yeah they're conspiring (laughs) (laughs) so that's a little bit different situation than mine but um yeah that's awesome i just love what you're doing so uh i want to go and talk just we'll kind of try to cover all those bases one at at a time and so uh we'll go back to first off um east biari coffee yeah uh Kevin was asking, you know, what's the perfect way to, to brew coffee? You know, he has just per. Is it a percolator, a uh, French press, mocha pot? Uh, what's your What's your favorite way? Well, I
1: mean, I would say it's pre- personal preference. Preference, right? yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so what's Mike Rizzo's well, best yeah, way to make I mean, coffee?
1: Um, yeah. So my way is probably pour over coffee. Okay. Um, which is just a simple it's kind of the easiest way to make it if you if you have you grind coffee fresh which i think a lot of people is a first step um you know we always talk a lot of we only sell whole bean coffee right at uh, espr right so because um, it's high-end organic coffee, and that's why we don't want to we don't want to sell uh, ground. Because once you grind it, it's like opening a bottle of wine; it oxidizes. Yeah. Um, so you know how we make it at home. Um, you know we do have a nice setup. We have an espresso maker machine and a you know, high-end grinder and all that stuff. As you probably would imagine, owning a coffee company. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know the simplest way is uh, that we like is making a, a pour-over coffee, which is uh, we just grind it, uh, a bowl of water in a in a tea kettle, and then just pour the. Pour the hot water over the grounds. Uh, it takes about two minutes to two to three minutes to make coffee like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we use a little device called a Chemex. There are other devices out there called Hario's. Um, you can get them on Amazon. Um, you need to get a filter, um, but other than that, it's just ground, freshly ground coffee and water um, that makes the best uh, that makes the best coffee.
0: So the fresh grind is the most important part, probably, of the coffee process
1: yeah and it's yeah, I would say in the right grind and there's all water types temperature
0: of, and all that kind of stuff,
1: yeah, there's all types of little environmental things that can impact it <laughs> right, right like how how thick is the grind and such. But yeah, pour over coffee. Um, I don't know if you know this, Andrew. We actually, uh, on our Instagram and on our website, we actually review other coffees. Okay. So we get coffees coming in from all over. The most recent was uh, some very very expensive coffee from Hawaii. Kona coffee came to us for us to review. We put it up on our website. Um, I'll post things on how it tastes as an espresso on my Instagram. Um, so we try a lot of different coffees, but uh, when we get these coffees from other roasters, uh, we try them as uh, espresso and uh, as pour over coffee. So that's okay. what that'd be my go-to is how to try to co- try a coffee if you're looking for it a, <laughs> is uh, is pour over.
0: And if you're out there less than if you haven't tried East B. Coffee, you can pick it up. Daisy Lizzie's right. Amano yep. Yep. makes it mm-hmm. in the, every morning, I believe. Yeah, yeah,
1: they make it every morning.
0: And um, so yeah, you can go try it there, uh, or just uh, I'll link is Facebook and Instagram yeah. on there, so you can go and follow them too. So, how did how did East even come about? Like, it, it just seems like really random to just start a coffee company. There had to be some kind of dream there. Tell me the story well, about that. Yeah,
1: I mean, Amber and I, my wife, right? We'd go, we'd go to these different places. We'd always end up at coffee shops, mm-hmm. even as far back as when we were dating. Um, so we said, well, and it would be really nice to do something in coffee. It, it would be uh, uh, pretty. Maybe less, low stress, but really cool thing to do, right? Yeah. Um, so we were looking around, I'd say about four or five years ago, on can we do a coffee shop? Does it make sense? Is it financially feasible? Can we do it within um, within our career paths, right? Yeah. Um, knowing that we are going to have a, you know, wanted to have a family as well. So um, so basically, a couple years ago, we decided, hey, let's become coffee roasters. We were able to partner up with a roaster in Pittsburgh, uh, to help us kind of with the roasting um, and you know really really had a, a strong love and commitment for co- of of coffee for coffee you we went to coffee school in Italy um, and learned about the different aspects of the beans and whatnot um, so yeah so now we kind of do it as a as a as our second thing you know it's it's Amber's yeah. first thing yeah. Uh, well second thing behind the twins right <laughs> the twins, <yeah. laughs> and um you know so you know you know she's delivering coffee making the coffee and and um uh, it's fun and you know luckily we know some. Re- we have some really good partners uh, around Western PA who sell our coffee mm-hmm. um, who were, we patronize as well so uh, yeah. you know sometimes I think when, when, when we do coffee deliveries which normally isn't me um, we end up losing money because we come back with so many <laughs> uh, baked goods right <laughs> um, but yeah so it's a lot of fun you know uh, it's growing um, and we hope to continue to make it grow um, it's kind of unique a lot of people are like you're opening a specialty coffee company in Catani and It's not going to fly, um, you know. But you know, luckily for us, you know, we like I said, we had some good partners. Uh, we sell a lot of coffee in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do events, which are you know, occasionally, which are nice. We can fit them in our schedule. So it's been a great thing for us. But uh, you know, we really love it, um, and we really appreciate the, the feedback we're, we get from the from the consumers out there. So it's been a yeah. lot of fun. I think that's awesome. One of
0: the listeners, Tammy Headland, she actually was asking, you know, are there any plans for you guys to ultimately have a coffee shop? Like, is that kind of the, the big well, dream? Maybe no, I kids th- get older? I or? think,
1: look, owning a <laughs> coffee shop is really tough business. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, I mean, I know the numbers really well, right? And uh, I know so many people own the coffee shop. It's super tough uh super tough business even the the best of the best coffee shops in Pittsburgh uh don't make a ton of profit and you know they need some of them a lot of them need to have something at other aspects uh to serve uh, serve people now the yeah. pl- the plan has always been and and we hope that this is the case that uh Mr. Angelo uh, Mantini converts his front into a kind of a classic uh coffee bar bakery type thing yeah right i mean the the plan was to do full scale espresso um Espresso-based drinks um, and make that more of a cafe setting. And you're um, talking about over at Amano. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so hopefully that comes to, to fruition. Um, you know, that's our plan. Our, I think uh, from our aspect and our bandwidth, and you know, we'd like to partner with people who want to do that. Um, so hopefully, t- Tammy, you can nudge him a bit over that. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I hope that's the uh, you know the, the we've looked at equipment and and done some training on some different things so yeah Uh, you know I hope that comes to comes to fruition and uh, yeah so I think that'd be a really cool thing to do especially given that he compared really well with some baked goods and whatnot. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think that'd be a good thing for for town so hopefully that's the direction it continues to move in but that's kind of where
0: their baked goods are really amazing and I just I I made a video last week I don't know if you saw it or not but I said I want to compare like a man on the street between a mono and Oakmont Bakery because I I really think they could go head to head and I think they could win quality wise
1: uh, I think Oakmont has gone too commercialized yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) maybe one Point before you lived in Western PA, Oakland <laughs> was like a neighborhood bakery, right?
0: Right. Um, but his stuff is all yeah, homemade; yeah, it is yeah, all fresh, no, it's all no, no, really, he's not really commercialized like that. So yeah. yeah.
1: And then of course too, I you know we have these these uh, friends of ours in rural Valley who want to start a community nonprofit coffee shop. Okay. And they're trying to gain some traction out there uh, called RP and P Coffee. Um, so that's something. Hey, we we we'd love to partner with them on, or and we're going to try to help them as much as we can. Uh, but we would love to see that come, into, uh, come together as well. I think that'd be a great thing for the community out there. Absolutely. They have a different style concept where they want to make it more of a community hangout, do things from a nonprofit standpoint. but you know, have a coffee shop as well and be able to do some really cool things with coffee. And that's that's what we're hoping uh, how that goes as well.
0: That's I think, yeah, if I go look at the future of the economy, um, I think those community spaces are going to be so key. You look at like the downfall of the mall and all those kinds of places that when I grew up, like if I wanted to go hang out with my friends, we'd go to the movies or go to the mall. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't seem like that's uh, going anymore. Now, a local community coffee shop like RP, what they want to do in Rural Valley, I think that could be huge yeah. for for this generation and the next one.
1: So yeah, well, if Tammy wants to wants to open one Make up. We'll, we'll 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 support her one hundred percent. So Tammy, <laughs> you got two investors sitting here, ready for a coffee shop at Kitsani. Yeah, yeah. But right. uh, yeah, so it's neat. So we and there's other people who reached out to us in the Pittsburgh area about helping them with equipment. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, so, you know, that is that's that is kind of the stuff that, that, that we like to do.
0: Oh, I love that. I love the heart of it. And so I, I think it's really cool. You guys have a great product, so uh, I think you. it needs to spread around. So uh, I know the, the whole planning for East BR, you know, you mentioned the coffee school in Italy. Yeah. You know, where all of you guys traveled? What did that whole process, like, what did you learn from all that stuff traveling around the world?
1: Well, I mean, we've done it for enjoyment, right? I think yeah. is the first thing, right, and to, uh, as a break. Um world did you have to go yeah I mean coffee school we end up at coffee shops because we happen to travel right not because we wanted to. not vice versa um, you know it was funny because I was thinking about this before we had the kids Amber and I have been blessed enough I think we've traveled internationally like every year before we had kids ever since we were even far back as when we were dating wow um you know, so we, I've gone to a lot of places in Europe, but not um, you know a lot of places that I've always wanted to see. Being from Italy, I've always wanted to see a lot of places. I think that I've crossed off my to do list, and then working uh, in advertising, I got to travel the country a lot. So a lot of New York, a lot of uh, a lot of West Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of I guess hot spots or big cities. Um, so yeah, I mean we've gotten to a ton of different places. Yeah. Um, if there's you looking for favorite places of mine yeah, what are, yeah. What you i
0: mean just like you know traveling the world i think you know i've only i've only been to one other country i've been to peru several times yeah. um, just for mission trips and those kinds of things it's already it's always interesting to me when i come back you have that whole different perspective of a culture you can kind of get locked in when you're in one place for so long you get kind of locked into one culture and one mindset yeah and when you travel overseas you always i don't know you it, it changes you forever
1: well, look, I, I think one of the things that that was a big impact on me from a professional standpoint was go, getting to go to New York uh, City. That's so young, mm-hmm. right, right out of college, and and really getting to work with uh, guys who ran businesses, guys who were starting up companies, um, and some of the smartest people in the world when you uh, in in on the internet, right, Google and Facebook and Salesforce when they were they were nobodies, right? Um, you know. Um, and get, but getting to get, kind of understand kind of the New York mentality and the business mentality, I think helped me a lot from a professional standpoint. Absolutely, uh, I, I always love to do business in New York. I think it's the it's like the it's like the major leagues of business in my opinion, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um,
0: you can make it there, you can make it anywhere, right? Right, right, right. But it's just it's
1: just um, I don't know. There's such a capitalism there, or whatnot. It just uh, it's just about deal making. Um, mm. So it's just and it's uh, it's so. Uh, it's fast-paced, and uh, but that, that for a young person, right? I think that uh, comparing Catanning to uh, you were kind of insinuating. Yeah. Uh, what? Where have you traveled that has had a big impact on you? Yeah, well, I absolutely. think Business trips in New York, from a professional standpoint. You know, from a from a from a standpoint of um, life, right? I mean, like the you know, the Vatican or things like that. Hill towns in Tuscany, or are, right, are things uh-huh. that I think are really awesome. Um, you know, Amber got to go to the town in Germany where her grandmother was from. Oh wow! Um, so I think that was cool. Um, you know, places through, we like even going up to the area and relaxing and camping and stuff up there, which is which is a nice little getaway. Yeah, um, but
0: yeah. I can kind of see that. Yeah, you and know, especially the New York business when you mentioned that because I. I think you and I are one of my one of my major frustrations is things don't happen enough happen fast enough at Like when there's a good idea, it kind of can lag and and drag a little bit. And then like, you, but you have that doer mentality that that spirit just wants to get something done. And I really like that about you. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: I have I have the Facebook mentality, which is you know, fail fast. Yeah, right? like try all types of different things. And no, I, I call that this kind of a Silicon Valley makeup, right? Yeah. A lot of people don't have that. Um, and a lot of people are reserved and, and worried about making mistakes, or worried about how things will be viewed. Um, now I can tell you, you couldn't get a job at, at Facebook or Amazon with that thinking, because right. um, it's just it's just uh, innovate constantly, right? right. And um, maybe too much, so, but uh, but it's just nonstop innovation, right? Um, at, at some of these big companies that are really. Sh- changing the world um i'm always talking that mark zuckerberg (laughs) quote uh, done is better than perfect like
0: just finish it let's get it out there we'll fix it later if we have to and uh, let's try it just test things out and try it and get it done sure that's where i'm at too (laughs) uh well amanda uh, amanda slagle was one of the people asked questions on the live stream uh for you yeah and i don't know if she knew about your world travels for coffee and all that kind of stuff but she said after traveling so much how do you feel about catanning uh Compared to other cities, what do you feel like we have over other cities? You know, what's Catanning's advantages?
1: Well, look, I, I've never gone to any second world countries. Basically, yeah. it's been, <laughs> I've traveled to kind of the modern Western world. Sure, um, you know, Catanning. Um, the I, I think Catanning has a very European feel. Right, I, I do like some of these towns in Europe um, because they have their own kind of cultural identity. They have their own beer. They have their own food. They have their own wine um and they have their own cultural identity right mm-hmm. i think catanian has has a sense of community right um that is unique right and i think if you look at what catanian and who we should be competing for which is um you know trying to get families to move into the area right yeah absolutely you, you, know, you, know, you basically you're looking at, okay, how can we compete against Upper St. Clair? How can we compete against Cranberry? How can we compete against Hampton, right? I think these are desirable locations for for families to live in Western PA. Um... Right, and I think the thing that Catanian offers over them is a sense of community, yeah. right? And I think availability of the outdoors, right? I mean, I worked, when I worked downtown, I worked with so many people who lived in the South Hills, and I could get downtown Pittsburgh quicker than they could because of uh, 28. But right. I, I think that uh, Catanian offers a sense of community. Uh, it certainly has culture and history that uh, a lot of towns don't. Uh, Catanian has some amazing churches. Um, so um, that is... I think under never spoken about but I think there's some really cool cool things in those yeah uh, and some cool art Yeah, and value in those churches as well. Um, yeah, the river and then just being close to the city which is nice but being close to the outdoors uh, you can get on a bike and go virtually anywhere you want to in Cattanning. Um, so, yeah, I think that the, that's some of the stuff that Catanning has over some other cities.
0: Yeah, I look at like the Cranberry area and when those areas really take off, you have affordability becomes an issue mm-hmm. because there's so many people there. And then everything, I don't know, after being in Cattanning, especially like that cookie cutter houses, like that you, know, you go to every housing plan, yeah. they're all the same. Whereas you drive down Water Street and you just like every house is different and beautiful and unique mm-hmm. in its own way. Um, like Water Street and McCain, uh, I just I love those two streets and just driving down and seeing what a real community should look like, in my opinion. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, the neat thing about people, if you buy a house in Katanning, you're probably getting a house that you could not build for that price. Oh, yeah. And that would, 10% that it has, of it, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, prob, that's probably an accurate statement. Yeah. That has character and whatnot. And I think that that's coming back new. Now you see that people are moving into older neighborhoods, fixing things up. Uh, I, I always think you should try to pull some strings at Habitat and get HGTV to do a season here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be amazing. Get like Chip and Joanna to
0: come up here for a couple of years or something. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, we
1: would uh, sign up for that um, for sure. <laughs> yeah, and you. I mean, that's
0: that's true though. Like, if you could get the right press or the right mentality, and just say, hey, you know, um, you put it out there. Hey, you could buy a house here for twenty five thousand dollars you put 20 grand into it and you have a house that's equivalent of a quarter million dollar house in any other city, or any other area of Pittsburgh, or yeah. have, let alone Silicon Valley or Washington DC or some of the other places that are really popping. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's huge potential here. And then you factor in the fact that we're in the internet age and you can take those jobs and you can work them from just about anywhere. There's potential for the kind of um, rust belt communities that are really harmed by the, the vacuum that the manufacturing industry left. It's a huge opportunity here now for for people to come and and work and make their lives in a town like katanning that's yeah, a, yeah. how i see it yeah, yeah
1: i think there's a lot of potential yeah <laughs> absolutely
0: so um so how do you think uh, so in comparison to like other cities that you i mean obviously you've been to really nice places in italy different areas like that yeah. uh you ever consider moving there versus katanning or do you i mean you really love katanning you really love being here
1: yeah, I mean I I mean the great thing about Catania is our family's here, right? Yeah, yeah
0: that makes a big difference. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. It's kinda hard to pick up and uh you know, move to Tuscany, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Maybe when we were twenty one if I would have met my wife early, we would have done it. But I don't <laughs> know what we would have done. I think it would have been a cool experience. Um you know um but as far as places to live in the united states i mean i think that it's like we said there's very economical you can do a lot here yeah uh it yeah, it's a pretty good place to raise your family yeah um there's a lot of opportunity with pittsburgh growing that uh to have those conveniences very close is, is very nice um but there's a lot of conveniences uh of living in Cattanning. yeah and i think you can do a lot of different things that you you couldn't do if you lived in san francisco or whatnot right i mean the price of the golf which i'd like to do is much cheaper here right oh, yeah, i can absolutely. go fishing I, I think i can have a much more holistic life um mm. in katania that's of course my own opinion yeah. but um yeah i mean you know comparing it to other places in the united states which is you know kind of who we're trying to compete against yeah i mean it, it, there's some set differences right and uh, negative differences but uh, the opportunity to, to frame it and, and to be an individual here and to have a unique and fulfilled life I think is, is, is high.
0: Yeah. And I'm, I wasn't raised here. I'm not from here. But I love that idea of kind of being part of uh, the turnaround story or yeah. the comeback story and all those things that we're going to be t- like 20 years from now we're going to have an awesome story to tell about <laughs> Katanning and how... Uh, how it was uh, kind of at its low point and then where it is 20 years from now i'm really looking forward to yeah I mean, we've that had sort. six
1: decades of population decline i think it's turning yeah my indications are that it is but i mean it's it's be phenomenal to be part of a uh, of a turnaround absolutely absolutely so i want to go
0: i want to talk a little bit about you as mayor yeah. um that was a really uh, fun time for me because i you know that was right when i got to know you actually yeah. i didn't i didn't really know you before that and um you know what insights did you pick up about the city for that stint as mayor? I know you work closely with the police force, different things like that. um anything that you can kind of share with us on how the inner working of and government and you know that you could clear up for some people? I don't know well, yeah, I mean,
1: I mean, I wasn't mayor elected mayor, so right. I, like yeah, I, I, I didn't have a, I didn't feel that I had the directive to go and do a lot of different things right yeah. I mean, I did do some things like write some open letters and make things uh try to give people um some ideas of what's going on, and we did some things, uh, and I think they're continuing to do with code enforcement, things like that. Yeah. Um, inner workings of the police department. Um, you know, I don't have. I really let Chief Matthews and the team handle the day. Oh to day, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, um, that, you know, certainly I made some suggestions in a in a couple of different areas. Um, you know, I think um, you know, some people don't uh, uh, question the the need for the police department. Uh, I think that it's one of our greatest assets um in Catanian and I think that that's um something that we can um, I think I'd like to see them work more with the police department I think I think Scott's doing a great job yeah um but yeah I, I think that's a great asset for for town and I think that there's a lot of good guys there and I think they're trying to clean some things up and I think uh, they have been making some progress uh, positive progress um you know the challenge I think is just trying to it's the in my opinion the council is too big mm-hmm. you know um that Structure was put in place when Catanian had 10,000 people and an awful lot of high-end business people. Right? right. And the world has changed as well, right? And, I, you know, we have three county commissioners. I think it's hurt everyone who resides or owns a business in Armstrong County's pocket uh, value and wealth because we have three people, and it seemingly is a less effective way to get things done. I know no Fortune 500 companies. Um, that have three CEOs right <laughs> <laughs> right I mean um, I, I wish you know I think the couple things can, council could do is probably try to get down to four four people and maybe a mayor having a little bit more influence I think would be really good yeah um, are there any inner workings no, you know not something that I don't think people don't know if they pay any attention right um, I mean it's a challenging job right I mean why would anyone want to do it long term you, you get a Pe- peanuts, really. And, right, yeah. And, um, you know, there, there is a lot of stuff you have to deal with, take a lot of questions. Um, you know, I think it's tough to get, um, I think the more we could do to get uh, information out there and, and promote the region I think is good. I think the thing that was missing, the thing that certainly we, we, we kind of pushed for behind the scenes was the borough manager. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they're making some traction on that as well. But I, I think somebody like that that could be solely focused on running the city and promoting the city, I think is, is what is, is missing. I, I know everyone was trying to do the best they can, but just limited resources um, for everybody. So I think putting someone in, if, if any insights, right? There's a lot of moving parts. Uh, it certainly is a full-time job. Yeah. If anyone doesn't think, th- uh, I know that uh, the borough manager could have, uh, if, if, if done right, Right. if a, a person could uh, spend 40 hours a week, probably more, <laughs> really, really having a positive impact on, on the community, communication, things from just as simple as communication. Right.
0: Right. That's the big uh, struggle that I see is like for between business community and like I look at DKI and the city. You know, Even between
1: there's, person and city. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Um, for just the streamline communications, engage with the business community, engage with the county. Yeah. Right? I mean, went up and I had meetings with the county, which not a lot of people did before. Um,
0: yeah, when it comes to grants, speaking with the county and the state, I mean, that's vitally important. And that seems to... Y-
1: yeah, and get everyone on the same page. And I yeah. think that I think that has uh, held us back. But I think uh, if there's anything, any insight you could share is that communications and the streamlining things and, and having someone to wrestle all that down would, is, is from my standpoint, is paramount. Okay. And that,
0: I mean, that's kind of what I was looking for because I, I think a lot of people, they get really down on the city council or they get down on the mayor because they, they say, well, they get the mentality of, well, I elected you to do this and so you got to go do it. But you know, without understanding that, they're not really getting paid to do it. I mean, they are, but it's not, it's not a job. It's certainly not going to support any family. Yeah, and there's
1: only so many things they can do. I mean, right. I, I think the county level could have a, could have a bigger impact in the, than the town level. Okay. And like I said, uh, maybe the right bro manager could have a massive impact. I think if the county had someone fighting for uh, organizing things, mm-hmm. um, you know, look, I know, with you know, from a CWM standpoint, boy, we, we really wish we could get a lot more help from the county. Yeah. Even coordinating things, helping us grow our business. Um, there's a couple ro- roles up there that are missing, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, that could really impact job growth and i think make the county more attractive
0: yeah i know they've been short staffed for a while especially in the county office the,
1: the roles don't exist though. so so you know the roles that i'd like to see oh, okay. they don't <laughs> exist it's not that they're short staffed; it's that they either don't want to spend the money or they okay. don't want to create them but I, I think there's positions up there that other people don't realize that the city of pittsburgh has thousands of people this is no joke thousands of people working to promote it yeah. when they wanted to do the amazon bid they went to these—none of this was done by the city of Pittsburgh. All the money and the millions of dollars that put that put together the Amazon bid was done through private companies. Mm-hmm. And there's, a, there's just really, I would say, probably about 100 nonprofits that kind of work with the city in some form or fashion and their corporations and, you know, big-time players in the business world that kind of make things happen. Uh, it's a lot easier that they only have you know, one guy at the county level and one guy at the, at the mayor's office because he, he has a lot of power as a mayor down there, um, that they're able to do different things. Yeah. Uh, that infrastructure does not exist <laughs> here yeah. in the county. Um, you know They're recruiting businesses. Um, we're, we're really not doing that up here. Um, so we need to think of some creative ways. But even just having a, a couple people f- with, with that focus and, and trying to tie things together I think would be a big would be a big uh, you know if, if you had one person in the county whose job was just to coordinate with different boroughs what's what's working well in Catning yeah. what's working well in Apollo uh, you could see value created a tremendous amount of value created and, yeah. s- and things streamlined okay uh, and costs uh, cost uh, streamlined as well uh, but it doesn't exist but the ecosystem is is not where it should be yeah okay <laughs>
0: um, and I can totally respect that um, so I mean that kind of brings me right into my next question. Actually, you mentioned the borough manager. You mentioned communication as the as a major need. Are there any things that you see as uh, any other things that you see as needs for our city at the local and county government level? And um, you know, what changes would you like to see implemented? I know you mentioned one position. Is there anything else that you? I know that's a big question. So.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, it's a tough question, right? Now. I'm not the world's foremost expert on it. Yeah. Um, you know, I I still think that count. There needs to be some people at the county level that. Work more hand in hand with the boroughs. Uh, I think a borough manager uh, executed right is a would it would be a phenomenal benefit to the community. Uh, I think some people focused on attracting businesses, Mm -hmm. uh, doing some things, innovative things would be good. Um, You know, I think that um, you know, uh, DKI a stronger DKI, more active members would be would be some good things too. Yeah. Um, Like I said, I look at how other things are getting done in other cities. Um, we just don't have that here, here. And, you know, like I said, I, there's some, I think some tying things together and and really thinking outside of the box is some things we need to do, um, to help grow the town.
0: So explain to me a little bit more the borough manager position. I know that they've approved to have one. I heard that they had one selected and it didn't work out. Um, what do you envision, that borough manager position what would that person do and how would they create the value to replace their income make that happen and for the city
1: look i i don't know what the what councils take current councils take on it is or what they intend to do with the with that person right i mean i think there's a lot of just sharing notes with what other towns are doing right would be a a good thing good good way to start yeah um you know look i'm sitting from a corporate side cwm standpoint we think we can save hundreds of thousands of dollars annually at the at the sewage office, right? And we can't we can't get them to sit down with us, or you know, us the us and them them and West Hills to sit down, and, and maybe if there was a borough manager, right, we could we could coordinate things, and the outcome would be really good, right? Yeah. Or at least we could have a, a educated dialogue. Yeah. Um. You know, I think, like I said, there's a lot of different things. Um, just communications back and forth. Like, if I have a question about. Codes, right I mean I think I think universally the biggest complaint is codes or infrastructure right well um, someone staying on top of that would be would be really good right somebody facilitating and reaching out to uh, proactively telling um, the residents okay these are this is what's going on right yeah um, you know we don't put out PR releases right but yeah City of Pittsburgh does twice a day, right? <laughs> um, so you know, um, in a digital world, I think that's easy to do. Right? So I think a lot of communication they could do. I think there's a lot of different things they could do to coordinate different things. Look, look for savings, right? Uh, but not only savings. I think actually going out there and creating value. Yeah, right? getting grants and. Um,
0: you know, do, do those kinds of things is what I've heard, and, and I, I think there'd be a lot of value in that. Sure,
1: but working with places like DKI mm-hmm. and different things, see what they can do, right? Uh, doing some things, reaching out, right? I mean, it's pick up a phone, call HGTV, see if they want to do a season-long show here. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, but you know, I mean, you know, um, which I think someone could do. Like, I think you could spend ten percent of that job and just. Try to do different, you know, uh, throw stuff at the wall, right? Like, if you work at Google, you get to spend 20% of your time just creating stuff, right? That's how Gmail was invented. Right. Um, so, I mean, I, I think they could do some outreach, do some of that stuff, make connections. Yeah. Um, work with the senators at the state level and whatnot, try to get some more money in here to fix streets and things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but certainly a jack-of-all-trades, but communications and coordination and, and just would be, would be, I, I know they're they'd be worth their weight in gold if 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 yeah. got any traction.
0: Well, and I think there's so many there's a lot of, there's so many pockets of good things happening in Catania. There's yeah. so many good or, there are organizations full of good people that want to do good things. And I think the big the big miss for the city for me is that there's no there's no grand vision. That we don't know where we're going well, yet. Yeah. And so if you knew where we were going, you had the vision laid out and then you had one person that could go around to all these organizations and say, "Hey, here's where the vision's going." Can you guys take a look at your organization and, and see how you can fit into that vision? If we all got moving in the same direction, I think you would see things change a lot faster than they
1: have. Yeah. So I, I have no desire to be a politician. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll never be a, a politician. But if I, if I was in charge of Katani somehow, my, one of the first things i do is create a, a growth goal. Right? Yeah. And very, very simple. Right? This is the goal, and everything aligns to that. Right. right? And I think if you go to... Uh, To the best companies and the best managers training, it's all about kind of the mission and aligning people to that mission. Yeah. And if you wonder how companies grow from $2,000 to $2 billion, right, it's really alignment to the mission. Mm -hmm. And everything, every idea is like, okay, if the goal is to increase the population in Katanning, then all the decisions made should be aligned to that mission. Um, you know, the frustrating thing about working with municipalities and is any form is they don't have clear goals, right? So it's tough to understand. It's, 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 it's opinions, right? But if you have a North Star or something to align to, yeah. that's really how stuff gets done. Yep. And uh, if that would existed, I think would be a, a huge win.
0: Well, that's, a, that's inspiration for people. <laughs> yeah. you know, it gives people then a reason to wake up in the morning and say, hey, you know, this is why we're doing what we're doing. Because we can do the what all day long, but that gets exhausting and gets tiring, and mm-hmm. you can kind of see that in the people. They've been tr- trying to hold things together sure, for so sure. long without any driving, and then that just that just frustrates you, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, frustrates me at least. Uh, but I mean, that's why I, that's why I think what what you're doing on every other level. I like talking to people who are actually getting things done and that are doers because, you, like what you talked about earlier. You want to be a good person at the end of the day. You want to be known for the things that you did for other people. You brought up that Winston Churchill quote, right, when we began, and it yeah. was like, you know, that's a vision that you have for personally for your life, and so it's this reason to kind of get up and get get driving right. every morning. And so, if we had that as a city, I just think it would just be really, really powerful. But that's yeah. just well, I mean,
1: operation. I think it, we'd have a lot less problems as a society if people if people um, focused on the positive a little more, right? right? And 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 you know just were understood how blessed they are and what they have yeah absolutely. i think the quote i heard today because i'm into reading a lot now. yeah <laughs> um you know i heard a quote today and it was um i think it's attributed to albert einstein but um i think there's some unclearity whether he re- really said this was <laughs> there's only two ways to live your your life and one of them was now i'm going to butcher it but the one way is to believe that everything is a miracle Mm-hmm. And the other way to think that that nothing is a miracle, right? Yeah. So it's basically live positive, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and um, look, I think that I think yeah, one of the great things about uh, the great things I've been blessed with is I'm able to see a lot of successful people, mm-hmm. right? And success is a relative term. I think too too often we think that's money, sure. Um, but I think the people who are having the biggest impacts are also super positive and people don't really understand how positive they are mm-hmm. uh, in their interactions with other people.
0: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I I've, I've totally believe that. That's one of the things that really changed for me over the past year. Um, not that I was ever a negative person, but just um, projecting positivity more than just being positive myself. Like I've always been a glass half full kind of guy, but now it's like, I'm like forcing it down other people's throats. Like (laughs) you're not allowed to be negative around me anymore. I can't handle that. So So that's where I'm at. Yeah, yeah. You
1: only live live once, right? So, you know, it's what I say. It's what We serve good coffee, right? You, you can drink cheaper coffee from wherever. Yeah, or you can have a good cup today, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Yeah, no, no. So I, I, I totally believe, hey, you only live once and, um, you know, to be as positive as you can. Yeah. Right? And, and appreciate what what you have. Yeah. Um, most of us have more than we realize. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. And in every case, we have more than we deserve, for sure. Um, you know, God, is, God has really blessed us as a nation and as, and as a city. And, um, you know, I think we it's... We would be uh, very underserving our own our own selves if we don't look at that often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I just got one more question yeah, for sure, you, you're... and then we'll we'll wrap it up. Uh, what do you think the average citizen, the people listening to this right now, you know, what can they do in the coming days and weeks and months to help bring about the changes that we've talked about uh, to help make this city a better place to live?
1: Yeah. I, so yeah, I, I think the the biggest thing is we desperately need more more active in people in DKI. Yeah. Which I think is a, a vehicle that some stuff can get done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, so I, I think that's a good way to do it, right? I mean, I think just having a positive outlook is good. Keeping your yard nice is good. Right? <laughs> I mean, there's so many yards that need improved in town, or uh, just clean stuff up. Right, yeah, <laughs> I think goes a long a, a long way, right? And I think if you see more people do that in neighborhoods, then I think that's a that's a positive thing. Yeah, um, you know, I, I, like I said, I think being positive. But um, there are a lot of groups out there people can get involved in. Um, you know, from a Catanning perspective, right? I think DKI is a good one. Yeah, um, I'm just saying that because we are both we're both. Uh, Engage and work on that. Or, I think we're uh, both right. there because yeah, we yeah, do believe in yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, so I think there's some f- huge potential there, but I, it would be great if we had some more business leaders and whatnot get involved. Um, but, yeah, I think, and, and now it's open to anyone can join. People right. don't realize that. So, um, you know, I think uh, if you're a young guy or a young girl, lady, right, that would be a really cool thing to do and get some experience. Um,
0: so those of you that don't know DKI is downtown Catanning Incorporated it's a local business group but it's available to everyone and so we, we put on things like Light Up Catanning Night we mm-hmm. um, put up movies on the park uh, the recent Wine Walk Ales on the Allegheny all those are events from DKI but as a mission we're trying to change the, change the city as a whole I, I mean that's the goal and the, yep. the events are kind of the driver of that but um, we wanna we want to really make a big difference so sure. yeah if you're involved definitely that yeah. would be
1: great one yeah. get involved <laughs> report uh report crime too yeah um that, that 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 trust me uh i can assure you the police department likes to know <laughs> they yeah. take the insights very seriously um so if
0: you're next to a drug house or something like that yeah, report yeah, it and,
1: report it of course
0: yeah i think a lot of people get frustrated because <laughs> they don't think the police are there to help but i mean i know the police officers that we have they really want to make a difference they really do want help
1: <laughs> yeah i mean i i haven't seen i haven't seen the the I agree with you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and reach out to council. I think they they do like hearing input, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I think there's a lot of things people can do.
0: Yeah. Right. And I, I... What I took out of what you had there, I'm a preacher, okay? Three-point sermon here for everyone listening. Uh, Number one, you've got to have pride in your community. You should be proud to live here, and you should uh, take care of your property with pride, right?
1: Well, I think, yeah. I mean, I think you should take care of, yes, anything, right? Yeah. Number two, positivity.
0: You should be positive. You should have a positive outlook about the future. Uh, You should be positive in your surroundings, and you should uh, reject negativity at every turn. And then number three, activity. Get involved with some kind of local organization, whether it's DKI or another one that you believe in and uh and just get involved do something
1: yeah. and don't be afraid to fail right yeah. i think that's how you learn the every entrepreneur uh successful entrepreneur will say that the, what they learn from the most is when they've made these failures absolutely right? uh, they learn from them 10x more than what they than what's gone successful yeah um so yeah i think that uh you know the, uh, don't be afraid to put yourself out there in some in some cases for sure
0: yeah well, um, it's been a, it's been a real pleasure to have you. I know we we could go deeper into all these topics, and maybe at a future date we will. I know we'll have some stuff to talk about the Katanning flag coming up and yeah. um, different things about that. But I'll I'll leave you go for now.
1: Yeah, you uh, didn't even ask me about uh, what, I, what I what I'm most excited about the flag. Is that the flag? Yeah, well, tell. Well tell no, about I'm it real say I'm ex- so we're talking about doing the challenge, right? Yes. Which is taking the flag around different places across the country. I'm I'm excited about that. I think that could be really cool. Yeah, <laughs> different me too. Things you know. We'll explain a little
0: bit more about what that is.
1: So basically, we're looking for businesses to sponsor locations. If you take the flag and you take a picture, the role is you have to take a picture with this landmark in it a f- world famous landmark yeah so like then Eiffel Tower to a, a yeah band, Eiffel Tower like so that. you go to the Eiffel Tower you take a picture with the Catanian flag in the Eiffel Tower You come back to Catanian take a picture with the flag in, in Catania. if you're the first person to do that you'll get a monetary prize yeah there's like I a I think bounty. it's really cool yes yeah. I love that <laughs> which I think is a totally unique thing and that, uh, you know, could give us some te- – uh, uh, we could get some positive new- news and PR from that, which is really cool. Yeah. Uh, so so we'll be yeah.
0: watching out for the 1727 flag challenge uh, coming up in the next few months, hopefully. Uh, that'll be a brainchild of Mr. Rizzo here. And, um, oh, it's all
1: you, Andrew. You know, <laughs> I do. I, I wanted to say, you know, I, I never told you this, but I think what you're doing for town is great. I, I, I'm – i'm i really appreciate it i, I think uh the citizens of Catania appreciate what you're doing you're volunteering your time to do a lot of this um and it's really appreciated and um i think it's 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 helping me hey it, it allows me to uh, when you're doing this or bringing issues up uh, you know I, I sleep easier at night <laughs> and i can focus on turning cwm into a you know, 200 person company right and, I love and that. I, yeah. that's you know uh, so I, I do appreciate everyone who, get, who gets involved and um, you don't have to worry about some of these things in town as much. Yeah, I can focus on doing some other stuff, which I think ultimately will help town. So yeah, I do appreciate the the podcast and all the news and stuff you're putting out there and just the the, the vibe and the, and, the, and the PR you're doing for town.
0: Well, appreciate working with people like you, and um, you know I think the future is so bright. um, Can't wait, and I'm sure I'll have you back on this uh, podcast someday soon. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll talk more then. Well, I appreciate it, Andrew. Thank you. It's been a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you. See you in the next one, Katanning.